Do you want me to do the lead-in for that one? Uh, check two. Check one, two. <laughs> Just ignore him. I can't teach. <laughs> I know. You're looking at it's it. Like a, it's like a raccoon digging in your garbage. <laughs> you just kind of have to wash it. Welcome to Unimed's Innovation Overground, where we dig into some of the amazing academic discoveries that we often hear about, but for whatever re- for whatever reason, never seem to touch our lives. We want to look into some of those things and, and find out what it takes to turn those into actual products that live on a shelf somewhere and help us all out. Thank you for joining us. We're sponsored by Unimed, the Technology Transfer and Commercialization Office for the University of Nebraska. I'm joined by Joe Rungi, a super-duper intellectual property lawyer. Say hi, Joe. Hey, Charlie. <laughs> and I'm joined by... Tyler, not sure how to pronounce my own name, Cher. Cher. Tyler Cher. <laughs> not. <laughs> For the win. Oh, We're done me. with the joke now. I know. I, gotta, I think we got to be done with it. Yep. All right. Well done. Well played, sir. Well played. Uh, Joe, please rate the podcast and please leave a review. We like doing this and want many people to find it, and that will really help us out. Yeah, we do want to tell a lot of stories. We're not just in Nebraska. We want to tell stories that, that come from uni- universities everywhere. And so helping us get the word out will help us do that uh, a little bit longer. Um, so, all right, with that said, I think it's about time we went over something that I remember hearing when I was a little bit younger, watching Bob Ross when he made a mistake painting a lovely uh, seascape. He said, there are no mistakes in this world, only happy accidents. Wow. That's deep. we got to let that sit. Take it in. Yeah. Take it in. It's a wonderful way to live your life. But I um, I remember, Joe, you were telling me about this um, this really cool story about it. This is a little bit shades of, you know, why haven't they invented that before? You know, we talked about that in a previous previous episode. And um, you told a cool story about running into, was it Jenna Yentis? In the, Sarah Meyer. Sarah Meyer. Excuse me. Sarah Meyer. At the, she's a, Jenna's great, too. Yeah. Um, she is. Um uh, Sarah Meyer is at the uh, the biomechanics department at UNO mm-hmm. in Omaha, and um, so she, it was. She came up to you and said, "I think I have an idea." Tell tell me about yeah. How she's that like broke. super apologetic. She's like, I I don't know if I should tell you about this, but it isn't uh, why we talk. And, and she said, "Well, we had some students and some engineers who've come up with something, and as well, what, tell me about it." And it was a self pacing treadmill, and. So stop there. Stop there. So it's self-pacing treadmills. We're talking about something. You get on, you start walking, it starts moving. Right. You stop walking, it stops moving. Yeah. You don't, you know, you get on a treadmill for treadmill enthusiasts out there and you set a speed. Like, am I feeling seven? Am I feeling six? Right. Right. And and no, it doesn't do that. You just get on, you walk, it walks, you run, you run, you stop, you stop. That sounds awesome. How come it hasn't been done before? So this is actually really cool. Like from this whole project, I found out like the the self-pacing treadmill is the like lost city of gold amongst the fitness? <laughs> no, it's El Dorado. Yeah, like okay. you know, like we spent a lot of time talking to treadmill companies, and you get this grizzled engineer is like, "Don't tell me about self-pacing treadmills. I wasted the best years of my life <laughs> trying to get one to work." Is this you like know? the perpetual motion machine of treadmill industry, or I, I like lost city of gold lost better. Lost city of gold, okay, uh, but mostly because it's you know real. Um, but no, the, <laughs> the lost city of gold is real. Yes, yes, it is. Don't okay, tell I'll, anyone. I'll be right back. <laughs> No, the um, yeah, and 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 so uh, and it's a really interesting story. So, uh, the, the, at no point did anyone in biomechanics ever intend to invent a self-pacing treadmill. That's the crazy thing, right? And and that's why we're talking about Bob it's Ross. It's the lost city of gold. 
that they found by accident almost. They and backed I, into it, which if you think about it is probably how you find the lost city of gold. Uh, you know? yeah, that's, Your heart yeah. be pure, yeah. you know, you shall find it. Yeah, you're just looking for an <laughs> earring or something that it, you it dropped. It finds you, really. And, uh, it finds you. <laughs> I like that. It finds you. In, in Russia. <laughs> in Soviet Russia, the lost city of gold find you. So, so this isn't just a treadmill they took the motor out of, right? <laughs> it sounds like an analog <laughs> treadmill. No, that's, that's a CrossFit treadmill. That's the Flintstone treadmill. <laughs> okay. No, seriously, a CrossFit studio. They've got. Uh, they do. They call yeah. them I, analog. Tre- that's what they call them, right? Analog treadmills. Where uh, do they? You just I don't know. It. Okay. It's like a little conveyor belt. Um, they're actually kind of cool. Yeah. No, that's not what this is. So, um, they were doing a research project for people who had strokes, and they were having a really hard time controlling them on the treadmill because they, they just couldn't dial it in. You know, they they they're irregular in the way they move, and so they Who's thought irregular? Uh, stroke? stroke patients. Okay. Right. You've okay. had a stroke. It's you can't keep it the same. You can't do what the machine wants you to do, right? If you think about a treadmill, you hit seven, the treadmill's like, you're going to go on seven or you're going to be hysterically thrown off, right? And, <laughs> right. and so There that's, are some hysterical YouTube videos. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. are. Yeah. And, I mean, it's dangerous, right? Like, Man. people die on treadmills. It happens more than you think. Are you kidding me? Well, the guy from uh, Survey Monkey, didn't he? He had a heart attack on a treadmill and died, so. Hmm. But anyways, oh. the, the, oh. the okay. really sad book. The the point is, right, that um, they they sort of, wanted to find a self-pacing treadmill. So they found every paper about self-pacing treadmills. They kind of implemented on their custom rig, and none of them worked. They, they still had the same problem. They were better, but not good enough. And so they rolled up their sleeves, and from all the things they learned from none of those sort of applications working, they custom-made software, their own algorithm, and boom, they managed to make a self-pacing treadmill. All just because they want to do research on stroke victims. And they're still not trying to invent a self pacing treadmill right well they kind of had to right i mean it's yeah. just it's again the mother of invention right they, they needed to do this research they had a, a contract to do it and the treadmill wasn't working so they they invented a treadmill that could it's kind of like the a-team right we're kind of in the third act of the a-team where you know they make it out of wood sorry i thought i'd get a reaction to that anyways the the the, the point is a-team <laughs> so the the they disclosed the treadmill and is really cool and and we kind of took a video of it because you have no idea how it works. It's all software. And we put the video up on our website and sent a link out to about 30 different treadmill companies. And they, like, blew us up. They all thought it was awesome. One of them actually flew out. We had this sort of senior executive from a, a big consumer products company changing into his gym shorts at the biomechanics building and taped him up with little reflective balls so they could, you know, actually do motion capture because that's how the system was working. And he ran on the treadmill. He's like, damn, this thing is as good as any self-pacing treadmill I've ever seen. And it was like an early prototype. So, I mean, it was like, it was legit. I mean, they, they everyone was really impressed by it. And so, you know, having worked with a number of companies, the, the problem is, and, and this is one of the interesting things working in a lot of different industries, that treadmills are very much a consumer products market. And like, they have really low margins. I mean, really low margins. I was astonished. You talk with a company that sells treadmills at Walmart, and I mean, they don't make very much on every treadmill. And so we started talking about how we'd have to modify the treadmill. Like, yeah, we can't do that because we just can't afford that much research and development. Because, you know, they, they run a factory that makes treadmills. That's that's their business. They don't do innovation, um, at least on the scale we needed. And so eventually we found kind of an up-and-coming company that really wanted to make a big splash, had a lot of investor money, and, and they're potentially interested in partnering to sort of build the treadmill. We're kind of developing a proposal for them right now. But the thing that's really interesting is this is not a faculty-led product. project. Is, uh, it was done at the time by graduate students and engineers, and it was done purely to kind of solve a research problem. It was, uh, 
incidental, right? So go back to your Bob Ross point, right? It, it's it was a total happy accident that it was something that would not have otherwise happened, but uh, came out of the necessity to do a, a really cool research study. That's mm. cool. How, how often does something like that happen? Um, you know, not every day, right? Um, but it, I'm always surprised by how often faculty say, well, I don't know if I should disclose this, but can I just tell you about it? And like every time it's like, yeah, that's awesome, <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, if it's cool enough for you to pull me away in the hallway and sheepishly tell me, then it's definitely worth Unimed to consider if it's patentable or not. I'd argue it probably is happening every day on the university campus, but a lot of people just don't think you know, that they're inventors or that what they're doing is worthy of, is an invention. They just, they're not thinking about it in those terms. So to, to, to try to, not to one-up your Bob Ross quote, but I'm going to paraphrase Ratatouille, anyone can be an inventor. <laughs> I think you're right. I love that movie, right? I mean, a great invention can really come from anywhere. And I think anyone can cook or anyone can be an inventor. Yeah. 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 Can you do it with an accent? Anyone can cook. Oh, you can't. Okay, I, no, oh, I can't. <laughs> I had to give him a shot. Yeah. You put me on the spot. Like that. Not anyone can do a French now accent. I hate, I, now I have to hate Joe too. <laughs> well, you, you can't hate Tyler anymore. So, no, uh, no. But I think that Tyler's right. That and the other cool thing about the project is, you know, we at universities uh, there are sort of recognized experts in their fields, and it's very seductive to think that they got all the answers. And maybe they do, right? They have lots and lots of answers. But that doesn't mean that other people don't have really good answers, too. And sometimes it's just a clutch of grad students who spend enough time looking at a problem and, and solve it. And I, that's one of the really fun things about this job is that you get these great little surprises. Yeah, I know we try to talk about, you know, anyone can have an invention. You know, we, we have we've, – didn't we have um, somebody was uh, – they, they were they worked with uh, what do you call them services right so they're, they're janitor or something yeah. like that and had an invention in with us We've yeah she never disclosed it to us but it's funny she would sort of just show up <laughs> oh yes yeah, right right yeah and yeah. you know it worked out most time I was there but um, yeah we'd sort of talk about her very I mean she had all these ideas and we ended up giving her you know an inventor notebook that we kind of give out to our inventors as, as a gift and and she always kept really good notes and I mean she had some really good ideas you know. Yeah. I, we ended up sending her to the community college because they weren't university property. And, you know, she worked with them to build some prototypes. And I don't think anything came of it, but I bet she had a good time. And That's cool. nothing else, that's just well, a cool you know, story. Well, how great is it, though, to have an idea, be able to develop it to its end? I mean, isn't that part of what we do? Let's find out if this thing works or not. Whether it's a yes or a no, let's, right. get, to, let's get to know as quickly as possible. Well, right? and I think, like, you know, we talked about entrepreneurs previously, right? Like, what is the best thing about a failed entrepreneurial experiment? It's an entrepreneur who's failed one, right? And so right. I think it's the same thing with inventors. You know, the dangerous thing is when an inventor falls in love with their idea oh, and loses yeah. kind of context. It's, oh, the company that we're talking to won't pay us any money. Oh, uh, the patent position is terrible, but I'm so in love with this idea, I just won't let it go, and and that's painful, right? Because, you know, sometimes things just don't work. Sometimes things don't work for reasons you'd never expect. But you can always invent something else, right? How how often is a good idea to come out of then something that didn't work, or it turns out the the patent position wasn't there, or for whatever reason we had to say no, right? And then something great came out of the result of that 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 shift or that pivot. Well, I think. A lot of times, you know, the really good inventions we get from people are their second and third invention, you know, and it's not totally different, right? I mean, if you look at people who do drug development, for example, they'll come to us with a, a really early target. Oh, I discovered that if you modulate this molecule, you get this great effect. 
well, we can't really protect that, but it's really cool research. Have you thought about maybe trying these compounds to see if they would work? Okay, well, one of these compounds sort of works. And you're like, well, that compound's already known, but maybe if you modify it there. And then they come back with something that's really cool. Oh, I have this custom-made drug that might be effective. You know, bingo, right? That That's exactly the sort of thing that we can work with. It may not be successful, but we got a contender, and, and that's that's something. Okay. Anything else to add to that, Tyler? Um, yeah. I love 3D printing. I don't know if anyone's <laughs> heard, but this is part of the reason why I love 3D printing so much because, it, again, it allows you to iterate <laughs> on the fly so you can have all these failed versions and come up with a great version. You I know. And kill it today. You gave me an opportunity to talk about 3D printing. I <laughs> you'd be so, so brazen about it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Uh, any Charlie, chance I could talk stop about the show. We, we, we're done. That might be my favorite thing that just happened right there. I, mean, I kid him about it, and he just did it to me. We changed it to the Tyler Show Power oh Hour. <laughs> Fifteen minutes. Oh, <laughs> I call it Tyler Show. The glee, and so here's the thing: the listeners weren't able to see was the gleam in his eye yeah. as he said it. It was like he opened up his the big present on Christmas, you know. <laughs> I like 3D printing Santa. I wish I could be that happy. I know. Isn't that amazing? It's okay. It's like our little puppy. Um, all right. I think on that note, it's time to come to ground on this one. Thank you for joining us. For Joe Rungi and Tyler Share. I'm Charlie Litton. Uh, be sure to check the program notes for um, – what did we talk about today? I'm, I'm stuck on the 3D printing. Self-pacing treadmill. Self-pacing treadmill, which is super-duper cool. It and is. you did not, not – 3D print that. Was so. any part of it 3D printed no. quickly? Ah. Oh, yes, thank you. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs> Tip your waitress. <laughs>